Hey guys, welcome to Gilligan's Isle of ADD. Um, so I'm outside having a smoke, drinking a beer. It's 12.30 a.m. Gotta be back at work at 8.30. I don't know if this is going to be a D&D podcast. <clears throat> I had a rather frustrating day just with my boss. And then I had this amazing evening. Um, recorded a cover band that were just, they're hot, like crazy hot, um, really good stuff. At one point we did uh, Peace My Heart and uh, this girl had like just the lead singer, just this crazy, like the crazy growl, like perfect, which is really hard to do. Janice is not easy for anybody. Pardon my neighbor's really loud air conditioner unit if you can hear it. Anyway, um, you're in a much better mood, obviously. And um, the thing about the music business is it's all based on reputation. And um, this is what the conversation I had with my boss this afternoon. I just, I personally don't feel like I have a big enough one to get people in all the time. And of course, he just wants the cash and stuff. But uh, the people I work with tonight, Josh, um, I've recorded him for years. Like, uh, at least four different projects. I've hired him as he's a really crazy good drummer. <clears throat> I've hired him as a session guy. So anyway, tonight we did uh, I don't know, fifteen cover songs off the floor, basically. Anyway, crazy good stuff. I actually brought up the funky drummer thing because he was wearing this goofy uh, hat that had hair on top, like Guy Fieri kind of thing, with a bandana. And I said to him, I'm like, man, you look like Mark from uh, Sugar Ray. <clears throat> and then we were joking around about the I Just Want to Fly, which has that sample of Funky Drummer by James Brown. I can't believe I didn't. I fucked that up last time. I'm sorry. Um, I also, FYI, changed this podcast to explicit because I'm going to swear once in a while. So things worked out good tonight. It was, uh, I feel great, actually. It was a really good session. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'll uh, if anybody wants to listen to any of the tunes, once I get word from the band, I'll maybe pass out a few MP3s here and there. If you want to shoot me a message, um, if you want to even follow me on Google Plus, or if you want to email me, it's shanepatrickward at gmail.com. Give me one sec. So the thing about the reputation thing is, and it's kind of it can go for anything. Um, I, I'm consistently good at what I do as far as music recording is concerned. So the people I do work with continually come back to me. I always say to my boss, it's like, you know, if I work with somebody once, chances are I'm going to work with them at least one more time. And I know that's not really, it may sound egotistical, but um, it tends to happen. Like this guy, Josh, I've worked with for like, I'm going to guess 15 years probably. Thing is, I'm kind of out of the loop as far as sort of the new bands are concerned. Now, a lot of people record themselves nowadays, too, right? So it makes for interesting stuff. So that was my day. It was kind of goofy, but then it got better. And uh, I'm going to move on to some RPG stuff in a sec. So Frank was uh, Frank T's Liner Notes, which is, by the way, the best name for a podcast ever. Um, he was talking about taverns, and I mentioned that 
to him that I'd rolled up a you don't meet in a tavern table uh, or created one on three toadstools because that always sort of seems to happen and especially with my players they're always like where's the bar um, but I have there's two bars that continually show up in my campaigns and I don't know if it's like the Tales of the Young Portal bar but the first one is the Balding Minotaur Inn because it's just funny um, poor bugger I just I can't get rid of that name it's just I don't know why it's one of those things and the second one is the three toadstools um, so when I first started creating my blog I was like well I have to have some kind of D&D sounding name and I thought okay what would a halfling tavern be called and and that's what came out because um, one toadstool I mean obviously you wouldn't stay there it's got no stars on trip Navigo or trip Speedia or whatever so three toadstools uh, you know, it's not, not the best establishment in the world, but it's not bad. You can get a nail, put your feet up, you know, hopefully get some borscht. For those who don't know, borscht is Russian and Ukrainian and I think Polish. The Ukrainian version has beets. It's sort of a cabbage beet soup thing. It's very good if you can find it somewhere, depending on where you're listening to and from, but we have a lot of borscht in Manitoba um, yeah where was I going with this so yeah that has always been this sort of staple tavern regardless of the world I'm in I think it's sort of like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where it doesn't matter what planet you're on a gin and tonic is always a gin and tonic which I think is is actually genius um, so the Three Toadstools Tavern is in pretty much every world I've ever created um, the current sort of Wuxia campaign, there'll, there'll be a Three Toad Souls. I might change it to some kind of, maybe Google translate it a little bit or something like that. But anyway, I think I might be rambling a little bit. Um, one sec. Like I gotta say, I'm, I'm super addicted to this anchor thing. Uh, just because it, it's rambly and my blogs were always, my blogs are always rambly. I've, uh, I haven't really been blogging. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have somebody was kind enough to send me a module for review, which I have to sit and read. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. You'll have to keep an eye on the blog when I finally write a review for it. Um, I do want to try and do that more. I think that could be a nice service for people. I'd have a difficult, I said this before, I would have a really difficult time being brutally honest because I don't want to, when somebody pours their heart and soul in something, this might be just from coming from a music-y background, but I don't want to be that guy, you know. I, I can't be Simon Cowell. I can't, uh, you know, I, I can't rip somebody's hard work to shreds. But I am going to try and do that more because um, it, it's good for me, and I really enjoy reading other people's stuff because, A, you get great ideas. Um, Tim Shorts from Gothridge Management was talking about some kind of weird goblin adventure where they, like, they're like Amazon pirates where they steal your shit from your front door. And I was like, that's genius. I'm totally stealing that. I mean, it might be fairies or something, but um, yeah, it, there's always this, this thing about, here's a good question. There's always this thing about, you know, when you play basic D&D &D and the whole thing is based on killing monsters and collecting gold. But when you get to this point where the, the characters have so much gold, 
you have to start thinking of creative ways to rid them of said gold. Now, obviously, building, uh, you know, uh, settlements and castles and, and things like that are a great idea. And trainers, obviously, a great idea. You have to start that early, though, like every level, you know, and then just slowly get it. So you can't just sort of come up with it in fifth level and go, oh, you need to pay for a trainer. You have to kind of do it from the beginning. But um, so what I'm wondering is what creative ways have you figured out how to, uh, well, rob and or, <laughs> you know, uh, divest them, your players, of uh, gold. So if you want to get back to me on that, I'd be uh, curious. I've had obvious robby robberies. Um, you know, NPCs that have figured out where they stuffed the gold that were maybe henchmen, um, weird taxes, you know, you have the Lord who just comes up with a random tax, like, oh, you don't have brown socks, that'll be, you know, 10 gold a month until you get some, uh, those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, if you have interesting ways of ridding players of gold, I'd be curious to hear about it. Anyway, uh, it's currently, yeah, it's time for me to go to bed. Okay. Have a good night, guys. Keep those dice rolling. Hey, Shane. Tim from Gothridge Manor here. Uh, glad to hear you had a good music night, and anybody can sing. Janice is uh, good in my book. How I get gold away from players in interesting ways, I guess one of the things I'm kind of... Uh, I have them sink money into a lot of times. If, if it comes to that, is uh, one, I... I budget if you will uh money that i put into my adventures make sure that they make sure there's not an excessive amount because uh an excessive amount of income that comes into a village can pretty much ruin an economy so and that happened one time where they found a, a big chest of uh, silver or something like that and uh it basically disrupted the entire economy when they brought it in Uh, and then like the, the second part of that, Shane, is if you're bringing in that much money, um, you're going to attract a lot of attention and, you know, by your other adventuring parties and everybody, because if there's money to be made, one, you know, the nobles are going to want their share or the other adventuring parties that might be employed in the area are going to want to know where you got that much money. Um, and then the other thing, the biggest sink is them investing in their base or, you know, cause everybody likes to build a fort <laughs> and, uh, have like a, uh, a base of power. And sometimes they don't make that easy or, you know, they, they're, they're in the wilderness and they get their land and they have to clear it out and build it up and get, you know, employ people. So I guess that's the most constructive way I usually, uh, develop a money sink. All right, Shane, take care, bud.